Hello there, listener. Yes, you specifically. You should know that sometimes, due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode descriptions for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this podcast is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content, so if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement, because we are going down with these ships. Oh my god, I've just realised we've been recording, like, in audition for an hour and 14 minutes. I really thought we'd have nothing to say. I was so unprepared. I was like, nothing is going to happen. How does this... Megs, how do we make words happen? I'm so confused right now. I don't know. I was like... I have no idea. Number one, I'm a little tipsy because I've been on the Prosecco because of Wimbledon. Wimbledon. And then number two, like, because... Well, because tennis players' thighs are everything. But... (laughs) <laughs> but then, and then number two, I was just woefully underprepared. I was like, I haven't read anything. I haven't looked into it. But then <laughs> somehow I was like, Bleh, and all the words came out. So. So I'm really excited about this one. I have to say, normally with an episode, I do a fair bit of like preparation in advance mm-hmm. to, to to like research and talk about stuff. And I had fully intended to do that with this, and then none of it happened. So I don't know what's going oh, to happen. That's fine. I read too thick, I think, but I have like thoughts anyways. Well, oh, we talked okay. about this last time. How. Honestly, we could just pick a ship and just start talking about it because we just work our minds through it regardless because we yeah. know everything. So it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> this is... Yeah, this is... I mean, it's it's going to be what it is, oh, right? Sure. I mean, the listeners the listeners that are our OGs know us by now yeah. and know that whatever we it's do is going to be good. Absolute but I just... nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, this just might be a little bit of a different brand of nonsense this yeah, week. We'll who see. Knows? Plus, I, I mean, I have, I have been. You drinking have been soccer. drinking, so yeah. Disclaimer, everyone. Nathan has been drinking, and I can't wait to yeah. take advantage of that. So <laughs> it's just like <laughs> oh, apparently one. I'm a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little bit disconcerted by how quickly you jumped on that. You were like, "Yes, I'm taking advantage." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I don't drink, so it's always funny to see what other people do. So, but honestly, it'll probably just be normal, just because we're. I dare say, yeah, crazy. I'm crazy enough yeah. that even when I'm, I'm crazy enough that even when I'm, I haven't been drinking, it always seems yes. like I have some. Yes. So, so yeah. People, so I think yeah. Should people be. ask me if I'm on drugs. Like, I just I'm like, are you? Your eyes are dilated. I'm like, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just really excited. Like, I don't know what to tell yeah. you besides, like, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> I have t- I have two volumes, yes. zero and a thousand, yes. and there is no, there isn't just no, no. middle ground. No. <laughs> Sorry about no. it. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, we are uh, here, Care of Magical Shippers, <laughs> making an episode yeah. <laughs> 
for you <laughs> like uh, like we're supposed to do. So, <laughs> And I think if my calculations are correct, I think this is episode nine. Unless we do some weird switcheroo with the episode numbers. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, what are you doing to me? Okay, everyone. So it's episode nine or we'll, or we'll dub in episode 11 or like something like that. <laughs> something like that. But oh my yes. God. I want to do that anyway. Yes. Can we just yeah, do can we that do, anyway? We'll even do it with nine. Like it's like I'm saying nine yeah. now. You guys know it's number nine. Nathan's just going to dub in nine over me saying nine. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> We're just gonna add like a load of echo yes. to the word, so it's just like nine, 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 Oh my god, so good, yeah. But um, yeah, Meg's here. You know, you should know that yeah. by now. But uh, you mm-hmm. know, who knows? We got some new yeah. people. Maybe this is your jam, and you're getting getting to us for the first time, which is exciting. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Yeah. and I am not entirely sober, Nathan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and this week we're here to talk to you about a poly ship, yeah. which we're excited about. Yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So this yeah. week we are talking about Hermione, Ron, and Vic. Mm-hmm, with you so far. <laughs> and Victor Crumb. Yes. 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 I was like, okay, I was like, it's it's mediocre, it's tepid. And then you added Crumb, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Nathan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I know there are lots yes. of uh, there are lots of uh, Romani stands mm-hmm. in the world, and I don't mean to be. I don't mean to diss you. I know that you're there, and I love mm-hmm. you, and I am here for you. But at the same time, I'm sorry. I just get so much more excited when we bring other people into this <laughs> yes. relationship. Um, uh... And this week, we're going to talk to you about why. Yes. Because basically, we love everything that is non-conventional <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly as beautiful yeah. as Hermione is as a canon pairing it's just like yeah we just want to we want to spice things up we want to do crazy things and we did that with our first episode you know Harry Ron yeah, and Hermione so this will be relatively similar but obviously you know have its differences because it, it I mean from the from the beginning we're starting with book four because that's when we meet you know victor crumb and ron is like this super fan he just thinks he's the most amazing quidditch player i mean he won't stop talking about him i think even the twins are like teasing him because he won't stop talking about him and like and he gets an action figure at the world cup and he's just like all about it and he knows all these these facts like oh and he's just all into it. He is all about Victor Crumb. And of course, once we get to um, him coming to school, he's like, I wonder if they'll come sit, you know, at our table. Like, he's just like looking around between like Fleur, obviously it was kind of like a, uh, you know, distracted by her. But even for Crumb, they obviously go directly to the Slytherin table and whatnot. But it's that starstruck of like Crumb is there and he sees him and all of that. And then when he takes Hermione to the Yule Ball, of course, that's when we see like the Hermione stuff getting started. But of course, in the um, in the sense of like this Polly situation or even just Ron and Victor uh, growing is like he's he gets so mad, obviously, like we, we see his action figure like ripped to pieces 
you know like he had, yeah. had like a little crumb harry finds like a crumb arm like <laughs> hanging out <laughs> under his bed or something like that and i could see just as much as like feeling jealous of you know hermione and him but also like feeling betrayed that either like crumb picked her or not realizing yeah. his like bisexuality or you know just not able to come to grips with all of those feelings and of course ron just kind of explodes with feelings like it's it's like with us he's like zero or a thousand like there's just, yeah <laughs> that's just who ron is and yeah. i love I just, oh, I just, I love Ron in the middle of everything. I think that's why I talked about in Hermione that, like, I saw Ron as, like, the central and then Harry and Hermione, like, being partners with Ron. I see kind yeah, of the, uh-huh. the same thing in that, you know, regard to this, too. Um, I mean, just what I, like, what I picture and want, even though we obviously have, like, Crumb and, you know, Hermione. Or no, 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 just kidding. Rolling back, rolling back. I don't see Ron and Hermione together. I see Crumb as the central with 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 Hermione and then Ron. Oh. So it's like we think that he's jealous about Hermione. He's really jealous of Hermione. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's like that was an interesting thing that back then that Victoria had brought up. Like, what's their polydynamic? Like, are they all yeah. together or is only a couple? You know, whatever. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, oh, it's just, it's just so good. Um, yeah, I'll let you, I'll well, let you talk for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just step right yes. in. Okay, I first of all, I just want to say not to get too kinky too quickly, but we don't know that that action figure was destroyed in rage. We don't know <laughs> that for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just that Ron does so much fangirling over Crumb yes. at the start of the book and they even make up that song for them in the film I think Fred and George sing it where it's like Victor I love oh, you Victor, Victor I do, I do. <laughs> yes. when but we're apart my heart, my heart beats, beats only, only for you, for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll probably cut that out I mean I, listeners you know I can't Abs- sing but I love to Absolutely. do it anyway I would- because I'm extra <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Victor, I love you. <laughs> That's so good. I forgot about that part. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, they, <sighs> they they took a lot out of the book, but they also added some mm-hmm. bits in. And I mean, not everything that they added was absolute garbage. Yes, you yeah, know? That song, <laughs> what that is song was incredible. What does he say? Like, because they're in the tent, like, after the, the thing, before the whole Death Eater oh, yes. thing. And he's like, he flies, like, whatever. I'm going to have to find yeah. out what he says. No, no, he says, he says, it's like a bird Wait, he... the way he rides the wind. I know, <laughs> I know. he's just so intense about it. And, it's and he so has his good. little cape and he's, like, soaring yes. majestically, as as Homer Simpson would say, like a candy wrapper caught in an updraft. Um, <laughs> so, so... <laughs> okay. So Ron does, Ron has his, like, fangirling moment yeah. and then, like you say, we see this transitioning into potentially jealousy and mm-hmm. hatred, but it's potentially...
potentially other feelings as well, because we know that Ron is notoriously, he's a bit similar to Harry in this respect, right? Mm -hmm. Where he has feelings, but he doesn't necessarily consciously do anything about them or realise that he's having them. And uh, that manifests in a lot of very interesting ways. I mean, even when he's dating Lavender in book six, Mm -hmm. she sort of has to thrust herself upon him before anything happens because he is a little bit slow on the uptake. Yes, yeah. So so I sort of feel like any romance, any pairing that happens with Ron, full stop, has to be not instigated by him, Mm -hmm. which if we... If we pair him, if we're in this scenario, if we're pairing him with Crumb, I can see Crumb being the more confident one because, first of all, he's a celebrity. Yeah. You know, and he knows he's desirable. Mm -hmm. But second of all, he's just older. Mm -hmm. So he's got more of an idea what he wants. And I think that puts Ron in a really interesting position Mm -hmm. because he's suddenly having to go, whoa, this like Ron is essentially assuming Hermione's position from canon where Hermione feels desirable all of a sudden because this massive international Quidditch star fancies Mm -hmm. her right Mm -hmm. so and then she goes oh wow not only am I desirable and not only am I not only does this you know it's not only validating me but it's reaffirming what I know to be true about myself Mm It's Victor bloody Crumb. Yes. So it, it's not just anybody. This is Victor Crumb. Mm-hmm. And I sort of feel like for Victor to choose somebody like Ron is really wholesome in a way mm-hmm. because it's not who you would expect Victor to pick. Mm-hmm. Just like just like maybe picking Hermione mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a pairing that you would expect to make. Mm-hmm. But it shows me that Crumb is an outside-the-box thinker who maybe just was... He's one of these celebrities that, with with being in, thrust into the limelight so young, he's just looking for that bit of humanity mm-hmm. and that, that down-to-earth quality. And um, I, I'll let you talk for a little bit more. <laughs> well, what was I going to say? Oh, because you talked about confidence. So yeah. the way I see it, like, when they're younger, I mean, granted, Crumb is, like, 18 and they're, you know, 14, 15. Um, he is quiet. Like, he is reserved. He doesn't, like, feed into all the celebrity stuff. Like, girls are, like, mm-hmm. giggling around him at the library and he just kind of ignores them. The reason he's drawn to Hermione is because she's not fawning all over him. You know, so that's really cool. But then on the flip side, we see Bill and Fleur's wedding when he comes and he's like, what's the point of being an international Quidditch star if all the pretty girls are taken? Like, he's, yeah. you know, he's shifted in his, um, you know, confidence because at that point he's what? Like he would be like 24, no, not 24, 20, like in his 20s now. So like he's, you know, older and doing his thing and yeah, whatnot. But um. I love the stories of post, like post school. So say, you know, Ron and Hermione happens, you know, Ron and Hermione are together mm-hmm. and they're happy and, you know, living their life. And then Ron, instead of becoming an Auror or instead of becoming a, you know, working at Weasley Wizard Wheezes, he gets into Quidditch. And then maybe he joins a team with Crumb or joins a team and then has a match against Trump. Trump. <laughs> has a match against Crumb. Are we, and, are we definitely sure it's me that's been drinking? Are we sure no, about that? I was just thinking that. I'm like, I sound, 
out of control. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I know the listeners are questioning this 100%. I'm just, uh, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, Quidditch teams. Yeah, so Ron will go into Quidditch. Yes, so this whole time, say Ron is like still like was like low-key jealous of Crumb and Hermione and he feels kind of still sort of protective of Hermione but not realizing mm-hmm. part of it is his you know he was his worshipping and feelings for Crumb and when they come back together they have that conflict again like he just either ignores him or doesn't really talk to him and Crumb's just like what the heck dude and then finally he somehow you see yeah. their relationship breaking down and I could see that you know, Ron, uh, Crumb and Hermione reconnecting and either like having, you know, meals together or him coming over and Ron being like, so like unsure what, you know, just like, oh, like, why is he here and whatever. And Hermione's finally reading into like, you know, my dude, I think something else is going on. And she could feel like, you know, I realized that like he was kind of my first love and it never really went away. And they figure out, you know, their thing together. And it's just, um, yeah, I like the the Ron meeting him again, like in the future, in the Quidditch world. And something, like having that angsty build up and then having them be it Ron and slash Crumb or, you know, with the Hermione thing. So Yeah, yeah. Because, right, because you never really get over your first love. I mean, even if you've moved, if you've moved on and you're with somebody else and you're happy, there is always that side of you that go, that looks at that and goes, oh yeah, but I I remember how I felt when I was, when I was in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. And I sort of feel like, especially for Hermione, who we we don't really get very much of a read on her as a feelingsy person through the books. She was presented as this very logical, lateral, um, book smart uh, person who, mm-hmm. who has to hold everything together for everyone else. But I do feel like Hermione is a deep feeler as well. So I definitely think she wouldn't really get over her first love anyway regardless of Mm -hmm. who ever that might happen to be but like i say the fact that it's victor crumb and the fact that it you know it he he whisked her off her feet at the yule ball i mean could you have asked for a more romantic setting Mm -hmm. you know and he was older and he was cosmopolitan and he was exotic because he's from a part of the world that we don't really know where dermstrang is exactly but you know it's somewhere that she had never been before and so he represents all these things to her that are um, different and exotic and unique and mm-hmm. strange and wonderful. And in a way, that's how I could see Hermione and Victor picking up again mm-hmm. because there was so much... I mean, even though in the books they never really pursued anything with each other, there was so much there that had the potential mm-hmm. to be picked up on. And I can see, especially if you're saying like post-Hogwarts, mm-hmm. um I can see them getting back in touch and being like, you yeah, know, maybe we should, you know, go mm-hmm. for a what? What would the wizarding equivalent of going for a coffee be? Would they? Would they go for for a butterbeer? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Am yeah. I going to say beer butter again? Beer butter do... corks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah butterbeer or yeah, pumpkin juice or maybe they're going full mead on us. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they drink knows? coffee, don't they? Maybe tea. I, Are they? They gotta be very 
you know, I mean, yeah, there, I mean, the there, are, there are definitely, <laughs> there are definitely like tea rooms, but yes. I feel like, so, so, but here's the thing, right? In the UK, or at least where I was from and how I was raised, like we drink tea like a staple of the day. Right. Like it's our, it's our water. So <laughs> it's, it's, so it's not really like I drink about seven or eight cups of de- cups of tea a day minimum. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's, it's an addiction, but I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. And so I don't see it being this thing of like, if you're going to go on a date with someone, oh, let's go for a cup of tea. Because mm-hmm. it's so, it's so ordinary. It's so what I'm used to that it's not like, oh, it's really special. Special, like, right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, I wonder if they would consider Butterbeer really pedestrian. And they'd be like, no, do you know, let's not mm-hmm. go for a Butterbeer. Let's go the whole hog and, you know, get fire whiskeys. Right. And I don't know if there are like wizarding shots, but someone, is, someone yeah. is bound to have written that fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Someone's probably gone and done a Aberforth fic where it's like how he got into bartending mm-hmm. and Aberforth at bartending school and learning how to mix all the, all the <laughs> wizarding drinks. You oh know? my gosh. Okay. This probably does not exist, but someone needs to make this. <laughs> okay. Pl- if it if it doesn't exist, if you yes. like, go on AO3 or Fan Fiction or whatever website of your choice, if it does not exist, please someone write it and send it to me. Okay. I, I need that. Please. Something that I'm going to add to the website form is, or like something is going to be like oh. a prompts page of all the ridiculous notions you or I come up with that we need to be a fic so that people mm-hmm. can go and may, and write those stories oh yes. for us. Like a oh requests page? Oh my God. Yes. So, yeah. so there we go. So one of those, I know that there's a bajillion other yeah. ones that we've already talked about the last so, to go back so you know to, that but... one of us is going to have to go back through all of our existing episodes <laughs> and be like where did we request things <laughs> where did we request things oh my gosh how fun that would be so fun yeah oh. Oh, so as we record this has the website gone live yet or not it should i'm working on it yeah as we're recording i designed it and um, and hopefully it's being built t- today, cool. <laughs> kind cool. of. So at least the beginnings of it. So yes, our website. Sh- <laughs> uh, yes. website. <laughs> Web- <laughs> website. <laughs> so yes, our website should be up. And I will make sure we add a prompt section because that's just too good. I am, I, can I just say, whether or not the website is up or not, I have looked at some of the early, like, um, photos and design <laughs> ideas for it, and it looks incredible. I am so excited. Like, I can't wait to go yes! on and look at every, look at all the things and look at all the, like, different sections, like merch and the Patreon, all the links for everything all being in one place. <laughs> it's so exciting to me. Oh, and I know, like, it's probably really nerdy and, and nobody's going to be interested, no. but I don't care because... Because I'm excited. <laughs> yes. No, it's like, it's like, oh, we're, we're, we're legit. Yes. Oh, yes, gosh. we are. So anyway. So anyway. What, uh, yeah. So before I got, got sidetracked by the website, uh, we were talking about like possibly Victor and Hermione, Hermione getting together. Not after... tea, but yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah, with with like yeah. fire whiskey and and shots, because um, mm-hmm. I so- could see I could see Hermione being some sort of like international like 
I don't know, like whether it's not at the ministry or something like that, but like having something that she travels for work or have something that maybe takes her to Mm -hmm. wherever Victor lives and because she would know where he is like obviously of course they she to would. each other yeah and so just kind of like hey it's been a while let's you know get together or whatever and then she kind of like feels those butterflies and then finally oh, he's yeah. like i'll actually be you know in london or whatever during this time for this random thing we should see each other again and then that's where she and ron probably come and they meet up and then it's just like oh then it just i just oh i just mm, i just (laughs) i love of course i mean we 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 talk about this all the time i love slash i think it's the most interesting and best thing so do i so we we are so slashy it's not even fun care of magical Magical slashes but we can't call it that because people are just going to be thinking we're pissing all over fan fiction for the rest of time (laughs) care of magical slashes if you need a slash come and listen to us (laughs) Because, of course, I'm just thinking about, you know, like Ron and Victor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Hermione's there, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really should have done a Ron and Victor episode, but it would have been harder to justify. So so Hermione's there, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, we really are all about the slash. I know that biases us. But, hey, if you really love het ships and you think there is so much good het material out there that we're not discussing... Come mm-hmm. on the pod and talk about it with us. And yes. then you can balance out our wheel of crazy that is tilted <laughs> way down into the, the slash spectrum. Because, yes. because you know, we want to present this in a way that is accessible and fun for you as well. So if you're right. like, hey, there is all this great het stuff that you haven't talked about. Tell mm-hmm. us about it. And we will feature it and or you if you potentially might like to and yeah. have a lovely voice, which I'm sure you do. Yes, um, absolutely. So so, so yeah, because yeah, sometimes, I mean, we're here to learn and grow and obviously we look into things, but that's why we love you guys and the fandom because it's because of you that we want to do this and learn. So we're not going to know everything. We learn from you guys. So yeah. we need, with some of them that we don't understand, we need people who do to like explain it to us and convince us like we try and do for you like we're trying that's what we're trying to do like hey here we're here to explain and help you understand so we yeah. need that too we're not you know that's just yeah we're not perfect we're I mean, all you know. we're all learning <laughs> we're all learning about all the sexy things in all the yes! different permutations possible yes! and i'm just excited mm-hmm. about finding more out about everything full stop but it just so happens that a lot of the ships that i'm most interested in all yes. tend to fall on the slash end of the scale so mm-hmm. uh you know Call us out on it. You know, suggest stuff to us that you think we should be reading and we will go and do that thing. Mm -hmm, Oh, mm -hmm. and before I forget, I Uh also have a little bit of business to take care of. because Because last week... (laughs) Because in the last episode that we aired... um, Lenny. Which was Lenny. Lenny. I I did a terrible Eastern European accent. (gasps) Yes! Which... Which, uh, so I should, like, add a little disclaimer that all of my accents are done with love and it's never meant to, like, offend anybody. Right, Um, yes. But, so we put a question up on the Twitter asking people to come up with things for me to say in the accent. And one (laughs) of them, one of them was, you have a bug in your hair. And, uh, (laughs) and, 
And I forget I forget what the other one was. Oh, I'll have to go and find it now. Um, uh, um, let me think. Uh, why can I not find this? Oh, I'll do it later. It's fine. Let's talk about something else. And I'll, no, I'll exactly. sweep back round to it. I thought I had it and then it, I forgot the other one. And now I feel like a complete dick. Um, so... so- for so of course when we think of canon versus movie crumb obviously in canon in books he's not necessarily seen as like attractive like it's his celebrity-ness like his famous aspect of him that makes him so popular like he's got like a broken nose that never was fixed right yeah um he's just like kind of like quiet and and like in into himself and just not doesn't have the confidence that obviously he probably gets you know later on after he leaves school and yet in the movies we get this like super hot dude just like i mean you even like when i remember what going to the movie yeah and then crumb comes out and they have the omniocular omnioculars yeah and they're like, oh, it's Crumb. And he comes out and he's like shaking his fist. And he's so pumped. And he's just a super buff, hot guy. And I'm like, oh my God, what did they do? What did they do? Yeah. <laughs> I just like, but of course for some, then they're just, that's that's what people think or see like movie characters when you're reading or writing fanfic. For me, I still picture who I pictured when reading or listening to the books. Like when I think of the actor, like I don't, I don't really, I just know him as movie Crumb. But when I picture Crumb, I picture whatever the heck that I, I think he had longer hair and obviously broken nose yeah. and something like that. I don't know. It's just, I, but I don't see, I don't know. Maybe people like the ship for, you know, the sexy things of being like, oh my gosh, Crumb's super hot and we put Ron and Hermione together. Um, for me, because... Crumb isn't necessarily super attractive and like even from the beginning Hermione I think it was it was before the Yule Ball but up until that point Hermione had like oversized teeth yes like you remember she was and then she was had the spell from Draco and then had um, Mm -hmm. Madame Pomfrey make them smaller and then helped them be like a little more normal sized Um, so then she kind of become it gets a little bit more attractiveness to her even though when she does her hair for the yule ball after that she's just like fuck that like that's so much work i don't want to keep up with that and she's not really about appearances and so it's it just shows like it doesn't matter what you look like half the time because usually people emotionally are like emotionally drawn to each other and especially Mm -hmm. once you spend time even if you don't have that initial spark with someone you can just just having time spent together pulls you together and i feel like that's what happened with ron and hermione obviously and then potentially with like the trio of like ron um victor and hermione that just gives if it's the movie crumb obviously it feels like it could be like hot sexual physicalness when i think of book crumb i see very like a lot of vulnerability i see a lot of emotion driven um 
the ability to make a really like meaningful deep story and relationship between all of them of course we know we we love emotion so if there's no emotion in it like exactly. it's not like we wouldn't read it but yeah. we want and love you know the emotional side of things so that's kind of how I see it and when I've read a couple of those fic like I do see that like it's Ron learning like, oh, I shouldn't just like have this opinion of this dude because I was jealous of him way back when. Like he's really cool. Like he's actually a like genuine, normal person that just wants to be cool with me. And then over time, you know, becomes something more or whatever. And I, uh, yeah, I think it's all three of them post-war get the opportunity to gain the confidence that they probably didn't because even Crumb was, we talked about um, probably in a previous, we talk about a lot of things. What am I saying? Um, (laughs) So uh, what? um, So on the subject of Crumb, I just have two things that I was thinking about as you were talking. One, the difference between book and movie crumb. You described Mm -hmm. uh, book crumb as sort of sullen and stocky and, uh, you know, and film crumb as this really hot guy. Now, Mm -hmm. in terms of, this isn't meant as a criticism of the actor, but in terms of crumb in the films, at the in the film itself, I don't think Crumb is hot. But then, mm-hmm. but now going back and looking at the actor, he's insanely hot, right? But I, <laughs> but I, but I don't, I don't get the Crumb hotness factor from what is presented to us in the films. And you know, I've seen, right. I have seen all the memes where it's like things I want to ride in Harry Potter, and it's like a Nimbus two thousand, and then way, way at the end is Crumb, right? Picture Crumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I've yes. so I've seen all the memes. I know that people are thirsty. I know that that happens. But for mm-hmm. for me personally, that was not a um, an avenue that I was like, oh, you know, crumbs, yes, crumbs yes. looking good, looking uh, good. No, I mean, neither, not me either. But I just know when I was like, okay, they're just making him this, yeah, like attractive famous Quidditch I mean even his presence yeah like he he commands the room like he just stomps in with Karkaroff like all confident like oh yeah obviously I'm like the coolest hot you know mm. dude or whatever in in the tundra or whatever the heck they are yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so I just that's what I I love about the book's crumb is because we see him as very humble yeah. and quiet and because even like it's funny you you did the voice like like Hermione you have like a water beetle in your hair like he's just like trying to low-key trying to get her attention back yeah even she's like freaking out about Harry and Ron and I just yeah he's I could, poor guy he's probably like I just went down and saved you, and now you just can't stop freaking out with yeah, your two I, friends. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. And it must so. be it must be for someone that is quite withdrawn to come into such a high energy situation must be really intense to process as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it. You know, we often see the the Crumb Hermione situation from Hermione's perspective, but I think mm-hmm. from his point of view, it's really interesting because in the books, I don't know if this is ever sort of made explicit, but I sort of got a, the vibe from him that he was really being sort of, I'm not sure what the right word is, but minded by Karkarov to an almost creepy 
extent. So Oh, yes. Yes, cuz he's like having people bring wine for him or like he's doting over him. Yeah. yeah. And it's really yeah. it's like, oh, he's the he's the celebrity. He is the the special one and all of the rest of the Durmstrang boys are just the serfs. There. You, you know, they're just there. We all know yeah. that Crum is going to be the champion. He's been pre-selected and you know, mm-hmm. Karkaroff is presented as this really um oily uh you know, snake oil salesman of a man who, mm-hmm. who you know, with his yellowing teeth and his his tiny wispy beard. It's all mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're given physical indicators of someone who is keyed to be suspicious from the get go. And I know that a lot mm-hmm. of that is a lot of it is to make you suspicious of him putting Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire and right. and uh, J.K. Rowling needing a red herring. So I understand that part of it. But I also mm-hmm. get a really weird vibe from the crumb Karkaroff relationship, especially considering that Karkaroff was a convicted Death Eater. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and does have this really shady past. And mm-hmm. I sort of feel, in a way, that Crumb is analogous to uh, these really young pop stars who are who are manoeuvred into the spotlight from a really early yes. age. They don't mm-hmm. really have a life. They're told where to go and who to meet and how mm-hmm. to act. And you know, and the whole experience is so intense for them and so overwhelming that they tend to go off the rails a little bit. So mm-hmm. I can see. Crumb reaching for people, not necessarily Ron and Hermione, but I think mm-hmm. they would be useful to him in this situation, where to him, they represent something from the ordinary wizarding world, right? So they're mm-hmm. almost his anchors back to what he considers, what he might consider to be important in life. And when he's having to rescue uh, Hermione from the lake, Hey, that's that is forcing a moment of realization there of like what you know what are my priorities versus what is the script of what I've been told to uh, mm-hmm. say and think and do for X amount of years because we don't mm-hmm. know how long he's been chaperoned like this either. Right, like when did he? I guess like when it, I'd imagine that he probably was whatever. Um, like poached or recruited at some point while he was at school, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then he probably played Quidditch for the school. Yeah. So he had to have been really good. But I don't know if it was that point that when he became famous, all of a sudden Karkaroff was like, well, kind of like this, a slughorn, you know, like like wants that trophy student that you had an effect on that you hope that they remember mm-hmm. and will bring you with them you know yeah. like when he's older and famous and whatever like oh yeah my you know professor karkaroff was always there for me and blah 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 and like he's this great guy and but you know i mean it's just um but yeah same with slughorn same thing yeah really creepy like it's just it's yeah. Yes, but Slughorn sort of collected indiscriminately, I suppose. I, he, yeah. He had his favourites, certainly, but it was a sort of a wide catchment pool. Whereas mm. with Karkaroff, it's like he's... Oh, I hit my mic. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. I so we are all Italian. <laughs> we just use our hands all we, the time. Kalkarov, he, cho- he chooses the one boy. He chooses <laughs> the one and obsess over him and he fixate <laughs> and he's terrible. Oh, oh my god! We are going to offend so many people. What am I saying? Yeah, we? I know. I am so going sorry. to offend so many people. I'm so sorry. Please, oh, please so sorry. know that I'm not doing this to you know play up any stereotypes. Oh. I've let everything oh. is said out of love, but sometimes my brain just does weird things yes uh, yeah yes. um but it's yes all it's all with love it's all win fun <laughs> yeah so so anyway the point was that uh, karkaroff really we only see him obsess over one student right. and that to me makes it a lot creepier whereas mm-hmm. um Slughorn's behavior is a pattern. It's an established pattern and everybody sort of knows, oh yeah, it's it's Horace. You know, he'll try and collect you if you're in any way, mm-hmm. if you in any way show an aptitude for anything or he might exploit it to his advantage at some stage if you ever get well off yeah. in your career. So everybody sort of knows that's how you are around a Horace Slughorn. But with mm-hmm. Karkaroff, it's like he comes from this school that we don't really know a lot about. We don't really know a lot about the rest of the faculty either. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, the way he treats the other Durmstrang students uh, mm-hmm. is absolutely abysmal in comparison. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, I'd like some wine too. And he's like, clean yourself up. You're yeah. a mess. You got stuff all over you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can have wine when you're famous. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? I, and it's absolute, there's a, the, there's a word for it, but my brain is too foggy now to think of it. It, it is, <laughs> what is that word for like favoritism of one person? Anyway, it's absolute favoritism and it... Favoritism of what? <laughs> yeah, there is a better word mm-hmm. somewhere in the English language, but for the life of me, I can't find it right now. So sue me. Um, <laughs> so apparently when Nathan drinks, he gets to my level. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the, I okay, so everyone knows there's gonna be a word, at least one word every episode that I have to Google at the end because I nodded along, pretending I understood what Nathan said when I really had no idea. So that's just- <laughs> okay, all right. So I've been, I've been sort of going through old episodes to edit them, and uh, you know when I listen to them <laughs> as I go, and then I I will say to Megs things like. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Like, I have no, I haven't, I don't even know what I was talking about. So I don't know how any of you are supposed to be following along. But, yes. but you know, I'm working on making, <laughs> I'm working on making what I say more human. Because sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm not really human. But it's a, it's a flaw, but I'm working on it, okay? I'm, I'm improving myself. I'm not, yes. I'm not eating anything with a shadow. It's fine. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> playing off of that. Yeah. Um obviously potentially this is like hugging the aspect of like maybe some like unsavory behaviors going on. Like yeah. Karkaroff to Crumb, which could also affect his personality, like why right. he's so reserved and Absolutely. quiet. And because even though he is like this big personality, he's not seeking attention because maybe he's getting more attention than he would desire, which could then affect, you know, affect someone, obviously, if, you know, I'm just going to say it, sexual assault. Yeah. Like if you reach a point in whatever fashion that that means, um, it, it, everyone processes it, processes it 
differently. And of course, the wizarding world, as far as we know, does not have therapy, which is like no, which terrible. Is, yes, it is <laughs> so, bloody awful. Like all wizards need therapy. All wizards are gay. All wizards need therapy. Yes, yes, exactly. So, you know, coming out of leaving school, um, Karkaroff obviously leaves and runs away and ends up killed. So he's gone. Yeah. So you could see that as an aspect of like his quote unquote you know, predator or whatever, yeah. or whoever he is. Or the past catching up with him, literally. Just like gone. Like he's gone and Crumb can finally live and be free. But obviously you have that trauma, you know, of whatever experience that you carry with you moving mm-hmm. forward. And then having someone as compassionate and understanding as Hermione or even Ron being, he can get to that level. Like sometimes it takes him a while, but once he understands like something's wrong or you really open up to him like as a character like he can really be like i mean you you wouldn't imagine him to be as like potentially stable or supportive as he can be so i could see crumb needing whatever they can bring to whatever their relationship would be and that they would be there for him and it would be it would help him grow and become the best person that he can even with the wounds that he carries yeah yeah and i it's really interesting that you bring up that moving through trauma question because i feel like we we talk about it in terms of the the golden trio so often in terms of the war right and Mm -hmm. so often in terms of like voldemort is about so we know terrible things are happening people are going to die and it's awful and so everybody is affected but of course that isn't the only kind of trauma wizards have to deal with and this is Mm -hmm. why it is really shocking that no wizards are seem to be actively engaging in therapy at all but mm-hmm. i do feel like there is great <gasps> real quick yeah real quick something you, you saying that like wizards you know having issues to deal with so something that resonated with me with you saying that is remember when fudge goes to the muggle minister yes and he's like you're wizards like can't you can do magic like why don't you just catch this dark wizard and fudge is like that's the problem they can do magic too so it's not like anyone is just because you can do magic doesn't mean you're protected exactly you know like it just because crumb is an adult and has capabilities and is obviously super talented and able to do complex magic and able to do things that doesn't mean that he is invulnerable like he's everyone has that you know opportunity to be i mean look at the death eaters obviously take advantage of a ton of people you know exactly so but it's, it's really interesting in that for the vast majority of harry potter we tend to think of of evil through either the uh, Voldemort lens or the the Umbridge lens or, you know, these really mm-hmm. well-trodden avenues of, oh, yeah, this is terrible that because all the wizarding world is, is, is going through, well, maybe not in, a, not in the Umbridge sense, but even then, you know, we because we all know an Umbridge, the situations are sort of deeply mm-hmm. relatable, even if, you know, that we're not all going through it. But I do think that with with Crumb potentially having gone through some really, uh, really dark stuff, there is also the potential coming out the other side of that, the opportunity for a lot of self-discovery, a lot of wholesomeness, mm-hmm. a lot of personal growth, a lot... Healing. A lo- yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Healing. 
right. And I don't feel like enough healing is done in the books. This is mm-hmm. why this is why shipping happens. Because mm-hmm. part of getting people together at all is about establishing an emotional connection between mm-hmm. people that are similar, right? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. reason ships work is that there's enough similar there for people to vibe with, or even in the case of like like crack ships like Snockheart, mm-hmm. for instance. There's <laughs> there's sort of the love-hate dynamic there that you can see working, but it's yes. still the principle is still the same, where it's two people that can deal with what they with what they have been through by being with each other. And that's mm-hmm. why shipping shipping is therapy for us in a way. It's mm-hmm. like our extended therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not it isn't dealt with in the books. And so it's it's left open ended, and as as humans, we're we're natural problem solvers. I think we want mm-hmm. to look at things and go, well, you know, how can I how can I fix this? How can I make it better? And for Crumb, I I really do see him ending up with people like Ron and Hermione, who can mm-hmm. who can ground him, who can remind him what normalcy is, who can tell him that despite this, you know, meteoric rise to fame that he's had and the, you know, the the trials and pitfalls that have come mm-hmm. with it, he is still a human wizard with a great deal to offer. And I think it'll be good for Ron to see Crumb not as this mythologized, you know, wonderful mm-hmm. Quidditch figure, but as this vulnerable human being with an awful lot of stuff to deal with, yes, but who is also more or less on his level. You know, obviously I'm yeah. not I'm not talking Quidditch wise, but <laughs> yeah. but you know, on, on you know, on his level in that um when when Hermione gives the speech at the Yule Ball about uh it's supposed to be about international magical cooperation. Yeah. Isn't that what shipping is? Essentially, mm-hmm. it's international magical cooperation. This is what this mm-hmm. podcast is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we are f- what are five hours <laughs> apart. Oh, so yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we're even able to do it at all, and the reason that we want to do it at all is, mm-hmm. I think, therapy for anyone who is invested in this universe. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's what is beautiful about fan fiction is that we can, like we talked about this in the Big Black Dog episode about how it helps work us through our own like issues and traumas and like mental health Mm. journeys through characters like living vicariously through those just to get the things that we have bottled up inside out in a way that feels safe for us versus you know any other ways that we can do so but um yeah I just uh I I don't know I just feel like hair that Crum and Ron and Hermione yeah I mean they have each have something to help balance and offer each other that make them work together, but also are still very strong individuals. Like you can still see them. It's not like one becomes more because of the other person or whatever. They yeah. stand alone and but together, it's oh, it's 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 great. Because of course we talked about Crum and Ron have the you know Quidditch ground that they can go off to, and then Crum when he's 
at the library. I mean, essentially watching and waiting to be able to talk to Hermione, but I, I'd imagine their common ground is like knowledge and smarts and books. Like he actually is really invested in studies and learning and growing and because otherwise, yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah, well, I, I'm reminded of the line of Emma Watson's. I don't know if it's in the book or not, because again, I'm a terrible fan apparently. But, I, I, but, <laughs> the, but Emma Watson has a line in the fourth film where she's standing on that weird rickety bridge that they had and, and, um, and she's like, Victor's more of a physical being i just mean he's not particularly loquacious and i and she just has has this sort of glint in her eye and you're like I know. oh yeah well, um. she says the way she says she's like crumb is more of a physical being yeah, like the way she says it it's just like i just I know. he's not particularly loquacious <laughs> oh, oh man it's, so yeah so so he's like portrayed as like a meathead yes you know, he like is in the like, movies. A, like a jock yeah yes versus the flip-flop like he's just i in the books i see he's the opposite yeah well the so. thing the thing that gets me about how his character is presented is that we never really see who crumb is because he's mm-hmm. always he's either presented to us through the lens of Quidditch or presented to us through the lens of the Triwizard Tournament, uh, where he's a student of Durmstrang and he's under Karkaroff's wing all the time. We don't really know who Crumb is, and that to me constitutes a real sadness about his character because it's that thing of, you know, with celebrity status comes this thing of never really being never really having time to be yourself or never really getting to present that outwardly anyway. So in the books, mm-hmm. we get a really truncated version and in the films of who Crumb could be. And I think actually, uh, if he got into a relationship with Ron, I could see him you know, embracing this really funny side to himself. Uh, if he got into a relationship with Hermione, I could see him, you know, tapping definitely into his own uh, intellect a lot more. I, I definitely think he's naturally curious. I mean, we know he's mm-hmm. talented enough to have ended up competing in the Triwizard Tournament, which, you know, is no mean feat. And I, I think there's an awful lot about him we just don't know. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to find out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I I don't think I've read a crumb, like, point of view fic. Like, he's a character, like, in them. Like, it's just, but as far as, like, getting behind his head. And uh, now I'm now I'm curious about that. Finding crumb fix where we actually, like, get to know him. I just, yeah, because he's de- another one of those characters that, like you say, we, we get the surface, but we don't get what's underneath. And that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Crumb is one of those characters in the books that when they're introduced into the plot, you know they're serving a purpose. Like, they're not mm-hmm. meant to be... They're not meant to be like fully rounded, fleshed out characters. Crumb fits into the same category to me as Fudge does, where he's just, he's there to be a plot driver. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's literally, because they have that moment where um, Barty Crouch Sr. is delirious in the at the edge of the Forbidden Forest. And mm-hmm. he has a moment of lucidity and he's like, please go and get Dumbledore. I need to talk to Dumbledore. Yeah. And then, so then Harry dashes off and but before that harry and crumb have a little moment and it's literally just 
you know, I can literally hear the words plot device going off in my head, you know, before mm-hmm. any of this happens. It's different, I suppose, when you're reading it and you're 11 or 12 and, you're, yeah. you know, you're just taking it, it in for the joy of the story. But what uh, what fascinates me about what people could do with fanfic crumb is that you could really go in any direction. You know, mm-hmm. with any of the main characters, you can you can take it in any direction, but there's a big dearth, a big wealth of existing information there that you can draw from or mm-hmm. or actors' performances that you could go off of or backstory that you can flesh out. With somebody like Crumb, there really isn't very much except in those very short uh, windows that we see him through. So I'm excited to read things that really, like you say, tell the story from his point of view. Because mm-hmm. I, I wonder, I want you know, because we see with the Durmstrang students, for instance, uh, there's there's a little bit of disdain when they arrive at the castle, and it's all it's too cold for them, and the food is too stodgy, and they're all like, you know, what, you know, what is this? It's all drafty, and there are statues everywhere. What's going on? Oh, I think you mean Bobaton or Bobatons. <laughs> They're the ones who are a little, you know, are cold and don't like the food and all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We never really hear any of the Durmstrang students being like, this isn't what we're used to. You know, Mm -hmm. we know that they sit with the Slytherins and we Mm -hmm. know that Durmstrang has a reputation for teaching the dark arts. But because it's so clandestine, again, it's like Crumb is a clandestine person coming from a clandestine school that we don't know anything about. So it's like a double bluff. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in terms of why I think Ron and Hermione work better with a plus, I think, mm-hmm. well, my main thing is that while Hermione may be really wholesome, because it's already established in the books, any emotional development that happens with them is already, you know, we, we see it in the books. So mm-hmm. I don't really look for it anywhere else because... It's already happened. So yeah. even if there's like post Hogwarts stuff with a Ron Hermione pairing, I I'm not as excited by it as I would be by a different pairing because I feel like a lot of the themes are going to be the same regardless mm-hmm. of when they're being explored, right? Mm-hmm. But why mm-hmm. I think they work better with another person is first of all, J.K. Rowling said, "Oh, I should never have put them together. It should have been Hermione and Harry," which I. I take issue with again because I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's too simple. That's a that's reductive in a way as well, and it, it, mm-hmm. you know it, it it's a it's just a different way to be unjust to two characters. But mm-hmm. I don't I have as much of a problem with Ron and Hermione when there is a third person in the mix because I feel like. Even J.K. Rowling has established that they have emotional and maybe physical needs that they can't completely meet in each other. So when they mm-hmm. add, so when you add someone else to that dynamic, you open it up. You open the floor mm-hmm. up to being like, okay, what mm-hmm. are they going to be like post Hogwarts? What are they going to be like as adults? How are they going to human? And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> and, and with Crumb. That's exciting to me because we've already sort of established that Hermione and Victor were a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron had the whole adoration slash jealousy thing. So it mm-hmm. just, it builds on canon emotions that were already there and lets you take them and dial mm-hmm. them up to 11. Right. Well, because 
the the whole thing is these emotions that were given weren't resolved. With Hermione, they were resolved. We saw the completion, the finish, the end game. With this trio, we're given a platform to grow from, but then yeah. we can build off of that. And it can be new and exciting and different. And yeah, it'll it it totally changes things. And that's so fun. Yeah. And I feel like that the there are people gonna be perfectly within their rights to say, oh, you know, Ron and Hermione work well enough on their own. They don't mm-hmm. need a third person. And you know, you might be right for you. But personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I look at the characters, I just think both of them deserve more. Both mm-hmm. of them deserve some excitement. And I sort of feel like to say that Ron and Hermione belong canonically together is a bit like saying Hermione belongs as Minister of Magic. It, it, it feels too easy for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Hermione would be happy with a ministry job. She mm-hmm. is so... She is... The brightest witch of her age. She's so powerful. She's so um, emotionally intelligent. She's had to be so self-aware for so many years that I don't think she'd be satisfied just being, um, you know, admittedly even a very high, in a very high position of power within the ministry. But I Mm -hmm. don't think that would fulfil her. I think she's going to want to do something that is rooted in her moral conscience, like we see with SPEW um, and, you know, knitting knitting all of the uh, elf hats and things. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, is a, she isn't afraid of taking a stand. She's so, um, she so knows her own mind. And this is why I think if she wasn't completely happy in their relationship, she would say to Ron, uh, or they'd have like a really... Uh, open discussion because you know they could be really candid with each other look Mm -hmm. this is what i'm not getting from this here's what i uh propose you know Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they have an open relationship maybe Mm -hmm. it's poly but i just think that it does them so much more emotional justice to open up their relationship and it gives me as a reader so much more to get excited about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely Yay! Are we... <laughs> I I, normally, normally I'm the one going, woo! You know? Woo! <laughs> the woo! Oh my God. I, so um, so I, don't, ah! I don't know if we'll keep this in, but as at the time of recording, I've gone back through episode, I think I got up to episode six in the edit, and I get sick of the number of times I say woo for just for something <laughs> to say. I'm like, I think I messaged you the other day and I was like, yes. I just, I have to stop saying woo. I have to stop wooing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, so then when it comes to, let's see, wait, starting over, starting over, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then, Nathan, what is your point of view as far as their dynamic? Like we talked about with like Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Um, how do you see, what's your headcanon as far as like their relationship? Well, um, as I've already said, I don't think Ron is aware enough to instigate anything. So mm-hmm. personally, I don't think he'd be the the sort of the center of the triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I'm, I can either see it being Victor being the centre or mm-hmm. Hermione being the centre mm-hmm. um, and both work for me. Both mm-hmm. are, you know, I can see both happening. Um, but I just, Ron absolutely has his own opinions and knows his own mind, mm-hmm. but he's almost like 
a pinball machine, you have to bounce the ball around a few times before <laughs> anything lights up, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you know. Oh, hi. Bouncing round around, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm giving you any ideas, fanfic writers. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, for as as the more we talk about it, I mean, either a like obviously I like you know, Ron and Crumb for sure, so I wouldn't do Hermione Central like in my mind. So to me, probably the three of them, like like three of them in a relationship together, just because we have the foundation of Hermione. And then the the tools and the teasing as far as getting Crumb involved with the other two together. I, yeah, I see them having their interesting little, you know, life together. And yeah, I don't know. That's, that's how I see it. But yeah. yeah, I definitely ship this. Like, I am definitely all all on board for the, for this one <laughs> i even ship i even ship the awkward like conversation about boundaries and limits and who who is mm-hmm. doing what to who and where over like <coughs> oh o- over like a pot of tea in Ma- madam puddyfoots or something oh yes know, where mm-hmm, where mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. all where, and victor's of course you know doubly awkward because there's a language barrier there so maybe he like draws little sketches you know yeah they do diagrams <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm i'm all about that because as awkward as it would be in the beginning i think it could be so wholesome i mean i Yes. this about every ship that we do but i just think as lo- for me as long as there is potential for emotional resolution it for you know characters individual struggles mm-hmm. i'm probably going to ship it if you were to tell me that they got together and then something you know tragic happened to one of them or they couldn't be together then i i would be like i'd still mm-hmm. ship it but it would be it be it would be marred for me like i need yeah. to know really i need to know with most characters you know unless they're inherently unlikable that they end up in a good place yeah everyone de- everyone deserves their happy ending even voldemort apparently because <laughs> he and harry are just- <laughs> Well, but yeah, but this is the thing. Is it technically is it technically Voldemort if he never adopted the name? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it depends on when you write. Him. Yeah, but it's yeah. you know Tom. Yeah, Tom Riddle before. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so but yeah, we just yeah we still we still love to marry. So <laughs> yeah, we're still to has... marry. So many weeks later, we we have not gotten off that ship. I mean, nope. we we sort of. <laughs> We've we've stepped onto the deck of another one, but we're just sort of s- straddling two ships right. perpetually. Yes. Where it's like we don't want to let go of Tamari. We're not prepared yes. to just our ding our dinghy is just tied up on the yeah. side of this boat, and then we're hopping back in said dinghy, and then going back to our Tamari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, oh, time for a little vacation. We're going over to da-da-da-da-da. but uh, oh oh Nathan Nathan yes. Nathan Nathan, yes, Nathan. Yes, 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 okay but 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 mm-hmm. next week though yeah next week i feel like this could be the next to marry okay we're doing arthur weasley and lucius malfoy yes <laughs> yes we are oh my god I, so we were so so to give the listeners a little bit of context right we <laughs> we went through a load of like shipping websites and we made lists of ships and we were like okay what do we definitely know that we want to cover and then mm-hmm. we were sort of going through and i was reading out things and then i was like uh Arthur slash Lucius. And then we both stopped and sort of went, 
Arthur slash Lucius. <laughs> Why have I not thought of that before? Yes! So yes! I so it's not necessarily something that I've looked into an awful lot, but we were mm. both chatting about it. We both think it could be really exciting because we're thinking of that scene in the second book where yes. they have the muggle duel, uh, you know, and all the <laughs> they tension like, that literally are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Have people <laughs> they're just like rolling around on the ground, mm-hmm. punching each yeah, other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, he's always doing muggle raids on Malfoy Manor. So uh, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Like nine he's gotta, in a night. Know... Yeah. Yes, nine in one night. I mean, woo, Arthur. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he just loves breaking and entering, apparently. And I, you know, ooh, ooh. <laughs> anyway, more of that next week. Yes, yeah, we next, won't. We're not no. sorry. We're about to start the next episode right now, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yes, once again. If you have any fic that's Arthur and Lucius, please let us know. Go to our website, submit via the form, send us an email. Um, We do have our Google Voice uh, phone number, which is also in the website description. Please call us and give us your thoughts as far as this ship or even what we just talked about. We want to know you liked it or if you didn't or whatever. Please tell us. And uh, we're on socials, obviously Twitter, at MagicalShipPod, Instagram. Yeah, you you know you our handles by us. now. Like, there is all sorts of stuff in the description. Or yes. if you want to feel like you're at the cutting edge of 1990s technology, you can always leave us a voicemail because that's that's about as up to date yes. with technology as I get. Apparently, I've just finished sitting for oil paintings, so this is really progressive for me. Leave us a voicemail, and I'll be able to understand it and go. Someone's communicating with us, Megs. I've just been I just finished sitting for oil paintings. Oh wow, Nathan. Yes. This is oh, I, love I love you too. <laughs> it's a good job we're doing this podcast together, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We drew it in is. another couple. So anyway. <laughs> so we're excited to get mm-hmm. going on those two dudes. So <laughs> Let us know about all the things. And yeah, we will see you yes, in a couple Yes, we will. Weeks. 14 days. No, we're not. We're no. not wooing. And I'm not saying we're bye not either. No I'm just going to let it go completely silent. I'll be totally awkward and just hang there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Perfection. Lovely. Well, that went well. <laughs> Cool. Nice. While you're waiting for the next episode, all the shipping fun can continue online. You can head over to all of our social media platforms like Magical Ship Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Care of Magical Shippers on Tumblr. You can get in touch with us by email at careofmagicalshippers at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice message with all of your ship and fic thoughts and feels and have the chance to be featured on a future pod episode. We are also live on Patreon. Patrons have access to early episodes, bonus content, extended uncut episodes with all of our nonsense, ficlets written by me, exclusive merch, and a patron discord. Another easy way to show your love for the pod is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. 
and thank you so much for listening.